0: Hi, this is Victoria Worsley. I've got something a little lizardy for you today. We tend to think of walking as something we do with our legs, right? Putting one foot in front of the other. But actually, most of us started out in a more four-legged way as babies, creeping and crawling until we could get ourselves upright. And we learned many things along the way, for example, coordinating arms and legs and integrating the movement of our whole back, which is part of that apprenticeship for walking and running too. So today we're gonna spend a short time revisiting something to do with the arms in creeping, just to see what that refreshes for you in walking. So first of all, go for a little walk around your room. We won't get too fancy in this short lesson, there's always so much you could pay attention to. For now, just notice what your arms do as you walk, if you don't do anything deliberate with them. Maybe they don't do much, maybe they just hang. Do they swing at all? forward and back without you making them do that now. It's a little tricky if you're in a small space where you can't go at anything approaching your normal pace, but maybe there's still something you can notice here. If your arms do swing, even a little, where does the swinging happen from? For some people, it's more like the elbows bend and only the forearms are swinging a bit. For others, the shoulders are more clearly involved, or just one shoulder, may be. If the movement does involve your shoulders, do they move forward more than backward? Or the opposite? Or are you finding that one shoulder moves more than the other in one direction or the other? or in fact, in both directions. And sometimes it feels like it's, it's not just the shoulders that are moving, but that the movement is coming from somewhere even more central in you. Something that could involve your whole chest maybe, turning a little. If you find you don't have enough room in your home, you can always switch this off, go outside for a minute, walk up and down the road. Just see what you can notice about the movement of your arms, your shoulders and your chest, and then come back and do the rest of the lesson. When you're finished with walking, come and lie on the floor on your front. Okay, I know lying on the front's not everyone's favourite thing, so do take rests on your side or your back and only do as much as is comfortable for you. Otherwise all you're gonna get to learn is that it doesn't feel good and that's not the most useful thing to learn. Sometimes a folded up towel under your belly or part of your chest can help relieve your lower back or the pressure on your chest if that's an issue. So you know that might get in the way of the movement after a while but you can try it out and see. Lying on your front, turn your head to the right and rest your right arm on the floor in front of you with the elbow bent and the right hand somewhere more or less in line with your shoulder. The whole arm can lie on the floor for now, including your elbow. And have the left arm long at your left side. So that's kind of behind you, right? Begin to lift your right elbow a bit off the floor. Slowly, just the elbow, your hand stays on the floor and replace it. Several times. What happens to the right shoulder as you lift the elbow? Does it move backwards away from the floor or forwards towards the floor? Can you find the version that feels a bit like a seesaw? So you lift the elbow away from the floor and the top of the shoulder sinks down towards the floor and then let the elbow come back down and the shoulder will lift a bit again to where it was. Slowly. When the elbow lifts away from the floor and the shoulder sinks towards it, that space under the frame your right arm is making is kind of triangular, would you say? Come and go, work it out. Have a little rest in whatever position you like. Come back to this same position lying on your front with your face to the right and your right arm bent up on the floor in front of you. Move your right hand around on the floor a little so it comes a bit closer to you and a little further away and maybe a little upwards towards your head, a little further down away from your head until you find a place for it that means that when you lift the elbow the elbow is more or less over the wrist and the hand. It's, it's kind of the place you might put your hand if you were going to do a push-up. Maybe that's where you had it before, or maybe not. Keep the right elbow in the air over the hand as your starting place for now. And from there, begin to lift the right shoulder away from the floor too, to open up the space under the arm more. And then let it sink back towards the floor again. Just the shoulder. Go slowly, gently, many times. And little by little, that space under the frame your bent arm is making might become a bit more like a square. As you lift the right shoulder away from the floor, notice whether you can feel the right shoulder blade is also sliding backwards over the ribs towards your spine. And that the right hand could even press the floor a little to help with that. Gradually, the space under your arm may be opening up a bit more. The more the shoulder begins to lift and to slide back towards the spine and the more that space under the arm opens up the more you might also start to feel other parts of you changing their contact with the ground. Maybe your chest is lifting a little on the right and shifting its weight towards the left more. What about your head? Is that rolling a little on the floor too? Notice how far down your torso you feel yourself rolling a little to the left. Does the movement reach your pelvis? You don't have to make anything happen, just keep coming and going and see. Little by little, the right shoulder blade sliding towards your spine starts to engage the chest and turn it a bit to the left, or it could, and that might invite your head to roll so that you look a bit more away from the floor, in the direction of the ceiling, just a little bit. Maybe even your pelvis moves a little. Let it go, have a rest. Remember, you can always rest on your back or your side. Come back onto your front, but this time have your head to the left. Place your left arm on the floor in front of you with the elbow bent and the hand more or less in line with your shoulder. Your right arm is long at your side behind you. So how different is this? Is it more comfortable to have your head to this side or did you prefer it to the right? What are the places you feel resting on the floor on this side? It might be that your face rests differently. Maybe it's resting closer to your ear or your nose than it did on the right. Is the left side of your chest more on the floor, or does it roll a little to the right already? Once again, on this side, lift the elbow, this left one now, and feel how the left shoulder has a choice. It could lift as well, or it could sink towards the floor as the elbow lifts. Try letting it sink for a while when the elbow lifts. Does that shoulder come closer to your ear as it sinks, or further away? And when you bring the elbow back, see where the top of the shoulder moves relative to your ear as well. Have a pause. Bring the elbow back into the air, adjust your hand if necessary, so it's in a really good place to support the elbow in the air as if for a push-up. And begin to lift the left shoulder away from the floor to open up that space under the frame of the arm. Let your face turn a little away from the floor if it's invited to, and any part of the left side of the chest that would like to come away from the floor as well. So you lean more on the right, little by little, slowly, take your time, letting the movement grow. Notice that left shoulder blade begins to slide backwards towards the spine as you lift it, and then away from the spine as you come home again. The pressure of your hand on the floor can help with that. You don't have to push or force or make things happen, just let the movement grow slowly, little by little. Notice if you hold your breath, and start to listen to how far down your torso the movement travels. Feel the places that your weight rolls onto on the right. How about the top of the chest on the right, up near the collarbone, those ribs there? Do they come closer to the floor? Have a rest. Turn your face to the right again and find that first position again where the whole right arm simply rests on the floor with the elbow bent. Bend both knees so your lower legs come away from the floor and both feet are somewhere in the air more or less above your knees with the soles of your feet looking towards the ceiling. And slowly take both your feet a little bit to the right and a little bit to the left so the whole lower leg moves. They kind of sway a bit to the left and to the right. With your head turned like this, you might find it easier to take your feet in one direction more than the other. So don't force anything, just go where's easy and notice which is the easier side. You might feel your pelvis begin to move and your belly to roll on the floor, even your chest as you sway your lower legs and your feet side to side. Listen to how that movement travels upwards through your spine and ribs. How high does it go? Do you even feel your ribs rolling a little away from one armpit and towards the other? Some movement between the shoulder blades? Keep your feet in the air, but stop deliberately swaying them left and right and rolling your pelvis. And instead, lift the elbow again and place the hand as if for a push-up. And open up that space under the arm again, pushing with the hand, letting the shoulder lift and slide back as before. And feeling that shift in weight on the chest. And notice which side your feet would like to go to, to help the pelvis join in a bit more. Have a rest. Turn your head to the left. Bend up your left arm, but rest the whole arm on the floor. Bend both your knees so the soles of your feet are towards the ceiling. And once again, let your feet and lower legs sway to the left and the right just a little bit until your pelvis starts to join in. And maybe you feel your belly rolling on the floor. Maybe the ribs start to roll a bit. Be careful when you take your feet to the left. That's the direction your face is turned to. So it may not be as easy. Don't force anything. Keep your feet in the middle, lift that left elbow, place the hand as if for a push-up, And from here, begin to lift the left shoulder, letting it slide back, the shoulder blades slide back towards the spine. So your head and chest begin to roll a bit to the right once more and let the feet go that way too to help the pelvis join in. Just a little. Don't take the feet too far towards the floor. You're still staying sort of on your front even if it's rolling. You're not totally coming onto your side. Have a rest. turn your head to the right once more this time leave your feet on the floor stand that right hand once again and lift and slide the right shoulder to open up the space under the arm and see if that's a little easier if more places in the chest join in if the shoulder slides a bit more easily behind you and now swap over turn your head to the left stand the left hand lift the left shoulder and see what it's like on this side letting that shoulder blade slide towards the spine notice if it feels a little easier or smoother if there's any little echo of movement in the pelvis or even the legs have a pause Keep your head turned to whichever side you like best, but stand both hands at shoulder height. Lift both elbows as if for a push-up. Lift the front shoulder, so that's the shoulder on the side to which your face is turned. And notice if it's a little different doing that with the other arms standing too. How can your chest roll towards that back shoulder when the elbow's in the air. See if you can find how that back shoulder can sink a little as the front one lifts. Does that help? Now turn your head the other way and try the same thing. Find how this shoulder can lift and the other one can sink. Have a rest. You might want to have a rest on your side or your back if you haven't already. Come back onto your front and rest your head in the middle on your forehead, not your chin. Uh, You might want to rest it on a a small folded towel if you need to, Not, not a high one. Just really, it's just enough to stop your nose being squashed into the floor if you need to do that. Stand both your hands and now lift one shoulder and let the other one sink and then swap. So you're lifting one and then the other alternately. And notice how that begins to roll your head a little one way and the other on the forehead. Maybe your chest rolls. Maybe even your pelvis a little bit. One shoulder lifting and the other sinking. And then the other shoulder lifting and the other one sinking. Very lizardy now, right? Have a rest. Turn your head to the right and leave it there. Once again, stand both hands with the elbows in the air as if for a push-up and begin to alternate lifting one shoulder and then the other, letting the opposite one sink, but keeping your head to the right, so go very slowly, very gently and very carefully. It'll be easy lifting that right shoulder and sinking the left one, but how do you lift the left shoulder and sink the right one when your head is to the right already? Go gently, very slowly here. Leave it, turn your head to the left, but keep both your hands standing. And try it with your head to this side, alternating lifting once the left shoulder and sinking the right one, and once lifting the right shoulder and sinking the left one. Very slowly, very carefully. See what's possible. Have a rest. One last time, turn your head to the right and stand the right arm as if for a push-up with the left arm resting long behind you again. And just lift that right shoulder and let the shoulder blade slide back towards the spine and feel how it goes now. The smoothness of the sliding of the shoulder blade, the ability of the chest to participate, the head, even going down into the pelvis and the legs a little maybe. The fluidity, the ease. And then swap over to the left. Try out that side. Stand the left hand, lift and slide the left shoulder blade and see how that goes. Let it go and come back up to standing and just feel how it is. How your shoulders hang. How wide you feel in your front or your back. Go for a walk again and notice what happens with your shoulders and your arms now, even your chest. What kind of movement they might have. Do your arms swing a little more or differently? If you have space where you are, you could even deliberately swing your arms a bit more. One forward, one back, alternating. And as you do that as you walk and just see what happens to the length of your stride when you swing your arms a bit more than you normally would. And then swing them a bit less. Keep the swinging really small and see what happens to the length of your stride. If you can, go out on the road outside after this and try it out and have a go. See if there's a relationship between the movement of your arms and your chest and the length of your stride. If you're a runner, you might want to play with this the next time you go running. Of course, you've got bent arms when you run, but it's the same thing. See how much the swing of the arms contributes to your gait. And there you go, enjoy.